I do have to correct a mistake that I made. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, who was it that pointed it out on Twitter? Uh, Corey Stevens pointed this out. I was talking about my Heisman vote, and for some reason in my mind I had Alabama Will Backer, um, Will Anderson playing for Georgia for some reason. I don't know why. But what I meant to say was they probably split it defensively in SEC country. So, my bad. Obviously, they weren't on my ballot. <laughs> Willie Anderson, by the way, now that was a dude where if you started looking at his numbers, because I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time looking at Will Anderson and thinking about him as a potential person on my ballot. Bro, he is he's a baller now. I mean, you you look at somebody that as he's only a sophomore, right? The dude has I think he leads Alabama in tackles for losses as a linebacker. Um he's been responsible for 15 and a half sacks which leads the team. And uh, uh, under 100 tackles, which I think is always kind of like that area. But he was getting the love from me over any Georgia guys to potentially end up as the other defensive guy on my ballot. So, thanks for pointing it out. Been a long week. My bad. You're right. I probably should have my ballot taken away from me right what, now. What uh, What are all the rules? I mean, can, can you say somebody's not on your ballot? Is that frowned upon too? You know, here's what happened is, and, and this is just kind of me spitballing a little bit. I think what happened, Josh, is they – tired of the there was like heismanpundit.com and other websites to where and you would have like the yahoos where they at the time it, not yahoo.com excuse me uh, where they had like four or five guys who would vote that were voting and then they would put their votes online it's like here's who we voted for and Again, not like there's always a lot of drama at the Heisman ceremony because usually we go into it and have a pretty good idea. But Heisman Pundit was nailing it like at, at almost 95% because they would have voters report to them. So the Heisman said, hey, this is a comp. And by the way, it's a, it's a very long process now. It used to be log into the website. Here's your ballot number. Here's your password. Now it's, all right, log into the website. Last name, ballot number, password. Here is a code that's going to be texted to you. Enter this code. Re-enter your password. I mean, it's they take the secrecy and the security of it very seriously. And I just think it was because a lot of the drama had been taken out of it. That's, that's what to, I think. Supposed to be a made-for-TV event. Right. And by the time that you got to the TV side of it, it was kind of meh. For those of you that would like some drama for Go the ahead. Heisman ceremony, uh, earmuffs. Bryce Young's winning the Heisman. <laughs> Nobody else is winning the Heisman. Uh, so thank you for being my spirit animal, Co Corey Stevens. I appreciate it. You got me right at Corey4499 on Twitter. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, literally, he was my fourth guy on my ballot, Will Anderson was. I mean, he really was, but he didn't quite make it. People who weren't on my ballot, Spencer Rattler. Um, it took a lot of thought, but he just barely missed Spencer Sanders took a lot of thought, but he just barely missed. I I thought about guys that I like to have one rando on my ballot, and not that it's someone that doesn't deserve to be a candidate, but like um, 
like a Malcolm Rodriguez or someone like that to where, you know, your third place vote might not make much of a difference, but you can get some notoriety to somebody who might deserve it. But I couldn't even justify that this year. I had to right. I had to go with the masses this season. <laughs> it was pretty simple. Gave up those uh, three touchdown passes to Shapen in the first half, so that would eliminate any consideration. Um, is there anything we're missing from yesterday that we need to hit on from the Brent Venables press conference? Anything at all that you look back on? Even the celebration, you thought, "Hey, we need to talk about this and make a make a bigger deal out of it." Not necessarily. Okay, I- I'd love to hear. More from Vittables as we progress through this hour, though. I mean, if there's a couple of clips you want to play from there, the press conference, sure. I've got it all lined up here. Um, in fact, so let's – got the news according to Josh at 11.30 this morning. Again, the Plank Show is hitting the road for the next three days. This is our last day in studio until next Monday. We're going to Sooner Bowl tomorrow, right off 24th. Come by, spend your uh, lunchtime knocking out a few games with us. It'll be fun. Uh, then on Thursday, we're at Cavens, Cavens Construction, Cavens Roofing. And then on Friday, we're heading to Tulsa, and we're going to be live at Air Comfort Solutions. So we got a busy couple of days in front of us. Is Toby going to Tulsa and staying in Tulsa on Thursday night? I would imagine That's so. Gr- it would happen unless he's waking up at like 3.30 in the morning to get there. Tally's is awesome, by the way. <laughs> I mean. Have I made that clear yet? Tally's is awesome. Tally's. Sensational. Um, all right, let's get Demetrius in here. Um, he's been patient enough. What's going on, Demetrius? How are you, man? Good morning. Well, just a couple of three things. One, starting with Army and Navy, that's just a great classic this weekend. And since there isn't any other college football noise going on anywhere in games, everybody ought to watch it. What's really cool is they've kind of just, uh, adopted a University of Oregon approach, and they do these really cool things with their unis and their helmets. Um, to uh, kind of raise awareness of the military. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, do we know if the offensive coordinator that Venables is thinking about is is air raid enough to try to keep some of these um, five-star receiver recruits that are leaving? And and third, it looked kind of trashy for the University of Oklahoma to put black um, um, curtains over Wilson Riley and the um, if that actually happened, um, that looked kind of crass on the part of OU. By the, I don't. I think that wasn't any means to try to hide Lincoln. I think that they had a curtain up that just got moved. And listen, Lincoln's everywhere in that facility. So is Bob. So is Barry. So is Brent. Now, so is going to be Brent. But yeah, I don't. I, I don't think that was a purposeful thing by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Yeah, that's me though. I could be way off. Thanks, Demetrius. Appreciate okay. you, Uncle. I forgot what he said. Oh, um, <laughs> the offensive coordinator that they're bringing in, being able to recruit and keep some of these five-star guys. I, I don't. Outside of the running backs and Demarco Murray, who looks like he's going to be a part of this staff going forward, I've kind of accepted that Malachi Nelson and the Malachi Lemon and those SoCal guys are going to USC with yeah, Dennis so Simmons and, and Lincoln Rally. So to me. That ship's done, left the station. Rayleigh Brown, gone. Yeah, exactly. I'm not and, – and, again, I, I get it. I'm DeAndre not here DeAndre Moore, superhero. Yeah. He's staying. He is staying. Uh, before we take another phone call here, Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. Along those lines, uh, somebody wants to know, any more Jeff Levy news? Still seem like that's the direction Venables will go. Was it football – Scoop uh, that had the report yesterday that 
Jeff Levy, yes, still the top target. I, I I'll have to dig. Football scoop's been all over it. And by the way, with that in mind for football scoop, you have now um, a very huge Abilene Christian college football fan, as my man Keith Patterson has been hired as the head coach at Abilene uh, Christian after uh, a heck of a run at Texas Tech. I don't think if, that he was going to be retained by the new coaching staff, but I do. I kind of, I kind of dig uh, KP at Abilene Christian, but. And by the way, kudos football scoop because they were all over it. But yeah, I mean it. It appears as if Jeff Lebby's the target, and there is a thought. Oh, you got it up right in front of my fat yeah, face. Yeah, th- this is the tweet from yesterday from Football Scoop. Uh, Ole Miss coordinator, Oklahoma alum Jeff Lebby, the target to run Sooners' offense. Deal could be done today. That was uh, from yesterday morning. So. <laughs> Take from that what you will. So I do think there is, before we get to true sooner, because I've I've heard about this a lot on Twitter and I've seen it a lot of places. Yeah, Jeff Lebby was at Baylor. And it was during a a tough time, a very bad time in the history of, of Baylor football. And yeah, I think I think Coach Lebby, there was some culpability there. Because he was hit with a um, of, of taking no action whenever the allegations were there. His father-in-law's Art Bryles. Here's here has been, and I've had a handful of people in my mentions and in my DMs that have brought it up, and I and I think like most of you, I kind of have lived on Twitter the last few days, and I know that Coach Lebby signed an extension with Ole Miss in January. I don't know, Jeff, if he's the guy I'm excited to to get to know him. Teddy speaks incredibly highly of him. Kind of challenged people to go dig into the details, which I've done, and that's right. But I look at it this way. If Brent Venables is comfortable bringing him in, and if Joe Castiglione is comfortable in saying he's he's a guy we want here, to me, they have thoroughly vetted that process. And I only bring it up because it literally, it seems to be everywhere. You know, Kendall Bryles has been able to create a nice niche for himself from Florida State to Arkansas. Jeff Lebby spent a year at Southeastern, right? He was, no offense to anyone that's ever played or coached at Southeastern in the Florida Panhandle, I believe, in NAIA school, but it's kind of coaching purgatory. And he's worked his way back up from his successful stint at US, uh, UCF to what he's done at Ole Miss. So I'm just my blanket thought on that has been and will be. I trust the people that are making these decisions. I don't think they would do something that would put Oklahoma in a bad light. And there's going to be questions. If you sure. go that direction, you'll have to answer that. Brent Vittables will have to answer it. Joe Castiglione and uh, President Harris will, will have to answer for why this makes sense. The – being on the sideline thing. Are people still there. mad about that? A couple of folks, yeah. I, I think it rubbed them the wrong way. But I feel like in a press conference setting, that's pretty quickly moved on from, right? You can make a joke about it, make light of it, and everybody moves on down the road into the future, and you hope that Jeff Levy does a terrific job as the offensive coordinator if this is the direction you go. The the other stuff with Baylor, that's serious. That yeah. needs uh, some addressing. Absolutely. 
Somebody, somebody, by the way, texted us, and we're not talking about Sooner Scoop. They, they texted us, football brainiacs greater than Scoop. We're not, ta- we're not getting into any wars here over which OU but, service covers no, the best. We're talking about – I love them all. Football Scoop is yeah, a no, different no. website from no, no. Sooner yeah, Scoop. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not here to fight that battle, okay? Let them do that. I think that you're showing by who you subscribe to. Is uh, your birthday tomorrow? My son's birthday is. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody w- would like to wish Young Plank a happy early birthday. Yeah, no one's calling me young. That's for certain. I'm the old head around here now. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, my son. You ready for this, Tulsa? My son, who was born in Tulsa, right, lives in Tulsa, goes to Booker T. Washington, um, turns 18 tomorrow. And it's I know. Big, big day. I know your first thought, Josh. Gosh, you look too young to have an 18-year-old, Chris. But no, it's true. I have an 18-year-old son. That I was thinking that. Which, by the way, it's so weird for me because now I see all these young commits for OU in like softball and football, and I'm like, gosh, can you imagine that being your kid? Oh. <laughs> it could be. It could be mine. Don't don't let don't let those thoughts creep in. The students are now. I mean, they've they always have been. You know, I'm again. I was how old was I when I had Will? I was 28 when I had Will. You know, and I'm the person who decided I need to space all my kids out by five years. So I have a seven year old still running around. But yeah, it's um it's kind of cool, man. My son turns 18 tomorrow. Well, happy early birthday. Can he buy cigarettes now? Because no. that, they push that up, right? Yeah, you have to be 21. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, you can't smoke. I'm trying to think of what's now the excitement of being 18. Anymore. There is none. No, okay. Because back in the day that was it. It's like I could buy cigarettes and you're like, I'm never going to buy cigarettes. <laughs> you can go uh, to war. You can go to war. Hey, he's he's ready for country. that, man. My man's ready for that. Uh, do you want to get true sooner? Let's. What's up, True Sooner? Welcome to the show. So, wait till your son turns thirty. Yeah. And uh, see how see how see how my son's thirty now, and uh, he's a master sergeant in the Air Force. So, uh, wait till that something like that strikes you. My nephew. My nephew just uh, went in the Air Force, and my son is getting ready to go to hopefully West Point. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. That's awesome. It's it's. It's crazy when you start thinking about how quickly time moves. Oh, I was I was just coaching his little league team just like last week, and now he's 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 him and his wife are having to pack up and move to Okinawa, which he's thrilled to death about. And I am going to go visit him while he's there. By the way, um, he says it's beautiful, and everybody I've talked to, Okinawa is just like going, you know, kind of like going to Hawaii or whatever. That's awesome. but the only thing I don't like is. 16-hour air flight over there doesn't sound too great to me. Nope, no, uh, but, <laughs> no, no, no. You, I mean, when when Hawaii is halfway. I agree. I agree. So, so I don't know if you guys – well, first of all, the, the levy thing. I mean, people need to just, you know – have you ever been, you know, guilty by association? And, and, I, and I'm not saying that's what happened to him, but it sounds kind of to me like that's what happened to him. So, I mean, just give the dude a second chance if that's the case. We don't – you're not guilty for life. You we've, know what I mean? I we've mean, seen a lot of second chances being given. But, again, I, yeah. I understand where the concern would be. I completely and totally understand it. Well, I think it's right. reasonable for fans to, yeah, be a little bit alarmed perhaps. So did you guys happen to – and you may already know this. I'm sure you guys have dug into this. But I was kind of taken back a little bit yesterday when, when, when Venable said – 
how I don't need to use the right word here, but how how turbulent his childhood was. And so I looked it up last night when I got home, you know, because he talked mm-hmm. about it openly. It is crazy, man. Did you have you? I guess you guys know about all. That, I had right? not. I had no clue. I had none whatsoever. Um, and I, I, I'm. It's a four part series that a Clemson website did, maybe a five part series. And I just started digging into it last night because I'm writing a piece for Boyd Street on on Brent Venables, and I had I had no idea, man. What a what an incredible story! Well, I mean, no wonder he's so tough, right? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, his, his mom was his, He's just like his mom. Yeah. Yeah. He's something else. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys have a good one. Right, buddy, okay, you too, buddy. Yeah, it's 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 a really. I had no idea. I had no idea of everything that he had gone through, and I still don't. Like I said, I'm still working through the process. Can but you every... spark notes me real quick on Let this? Let me break, and then I'll spark note, because I don't think it's anything that can just be quickly uh, mentioned, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So we'll get into it next. It's the Plank Show right here on the Rep Sports Radio Network. All right through the city Welcome back into the Plank Show. What are you digging into, Josh? What did you find? Oh, you know me. Just doing some on-the-fly research here. Possible, uh, you know, there's some hirings that need to be made on the defensive staff for Oklahoma. I don't know. Correct. Don't know if you know this. Zach Alley is a name that you're digging into a little bit here. Louisiana Monroe, defensive coordinator, linebackers coach. Hmm. He was, about, There's know, been a lot of buzz about the Troy defensive coordinator. A lot of people feel like that's a possibility. Ooh, really? Huh. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I am always here for a good old-fashioned conversation about coordinators. You know, Arnie Spanier doesn't think coordinators matter, which is the funniest thing ever. But would you be speaking about – Has he really said that? Oh, yeah. Like in regards to college football? Yeah, in, in, I don't care about the coordinators. I just want the players. You're like, oh, okay. Well, it's like, it's literally the coordinators the- go a long way to getting you players. Brandon Hall, is that the name we're talking about for Troy's DC? Yes, that's been a popular name. Is am I am I the only person that sometimes wants to see a guy? And by the way, Brandon Hall is an Oklahoma guy uh, that wants to see where the tie-in is with the said coach. Um, he's been some places in his career. Uh, he went to UCO, a Broken Arrow kid. Uh, actually, Broken Arrow coach. Was a student assistant coach at OU from 98 to 2000. So he's done a nice job in building his career. I think I covered Brandon when he was at Broken Arrow. I really do. Uh, so that shows you how old I am. But just one of the many names to keep an eye on. Now, you had asked... For a Cliff Notes version of the rough upbringing of Brent Venables. Yeah. What, what is the – what can you tell me? I mean, well, obviously it sounds like there was there's some a, pretty in-depth reporting. So, yeah, Tigers Illustrated, and I think – Or maybe a story is Yeah, Tigers Illustrated, it. I think, has done Sooner fans a solid. They've made this a free story, so thank you guys. At least I'm able to get it. And you know, Brent, as I said, it's it's him telling his story. And his dad, who was an Air Force vet, left the family when he was two. Not his dad wasn't two. Brent was two, obviously. And his mom was left on her own accord. 
and it was rough for it. He had four different stepdads, and they were there was abuse, there was alcoholism. It was rough. It was rough for Coach V. And when you you know one one of the stories is that <laughs> I mean again I I encourage you to check it out. But as he got older, he went and beat the crap out of one of the dads who had hit his mom or one of his stepdads and hit his mom. And at that point forward, it was kind of like, we got this. Let's go. And that wasn't until I think he was like 16, 17 years old. So, you know, from the time he was two until, you know, he was in high school, it was an unfortunate revolving door after his dad had decided he didn't want to be married and he had three boys and he was two years old. So I, I can't even fathom what that was like for Coach growing up. And wow. I'm glad things solidified in his family for him. And uh, he's been a great – from what I can tell, Pop – or uh, Josh, he's been a great Pops, and he's been a great – almost. I wasn't calling you Pop. I was trying to say Pops. Uh, he's been a great well, I'll Pop. I'll take the compliment. And uh, he's been a heck of a coach. I'm excited to see what he's going to do for Oklahoma. Now, real quick, before I get to Benny, one question that was asked that I think we need to get into a bit was uh, – listen – I like Bob, Chris Billo, but his, his question deserves the actual question being in front of this. Brent, you talk about recruiting, you know, it's a week and a half before early signing period. How do you go into the homes now, these kids that maybe don't know you and try to earn their trust and try to sell them that you're going to be there for the long haul? Yeah, well, I have a, I have a career, um, almost 30 years of, of being loyal. Um, just look at my career and, uh, you know, if I've been something, I've been loyal. And um, so I haven't been a coach that's jumped all over, um, taking this job, take this job, take this job. So I think that that speaks for itself. Um, uh, again, it's, it's not an easy thing to sell, but I do think that they chose Oklahoma uh, for a reason. And we always challenge recruits to take the recruiting coach out of it. And just what a wonderful place it is to, you know, chase your dreams, to get a great quality education. Uh, to develop uh, holistically, and uh, so there's many. It's much more than just one person. I recognize that being the head coach is a, is very important uh, place in all of that. And uh, but again, if they're looking for again for me, uh, for example, if they're looking for a program with stability, um, a program of success, this is a program first of all that's displayed that on its own, and then my career has been exactly that as well. So on the biggest stages and the biggest games and have that kind of experience uh, to uh, to sell. Yep, absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. Great stuff. And he does. He does. I mean, his stops, it's not as if it's been, hey, I'm here for a cup of coffee, goodbye. Right. He, he has been very calculated and very committed and loyal with the way that he has approached his coaching career. He has not just been here, here today, gone tomorrow, so – Absolutely, when he walks in and talks to recruits, that's 100% something he can sell. By the way, um, Jim Underwood just hit me up on Twitter and said, the Southeastern that Jeff Linney coached at is in Durant. No, no, no. No, no, no. He coached at Southeastern, the fire in Florida. He he did not coach at Durant in Oklahoma. He was, he was in Florida. So, I don't know. I don't know who's spreading those falsehoods around here. But let's make sure we get them right, at least on that front. But, yeah, Levy was at Southeastern in Florida. They're an NAIA school. The Southeastern Fire is who they are. 
So, Lebby, is he enough to? Is that the piece that convinces Caleb Williams to stay? You think? Maybe, maybe. I am. Um, I'm intrigued to be honest with you, but I, I just here's my thought, and I'm just kind of prepared. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, I hope I'm wrong. But I just get the sense from my research and everything that I've I've done in digging into this. I just get the sense that he's going to follow Lincoln. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but I wrote the article. We had Parker Thune in here with us, and I get it that he was at the basketball game, and, and he showed – this is just my hunch, right? He came to Oklahoma to play for Lincoln Riley. Even with the commitment of Brock Vandegrift, he was still coming to Oklahoma, even without a scholarship. This is a guy that had made his decision that he was going to play for for, for Lincoln Riley. And again, Brent Venables might be able to do a hell of a sales job, and Jeff Lebby might be able to go in there and get it done. I hope. I hope so. And he might have just fallen so in love with being at Oklahoma by this point. It's a cool place, man. I mean, it's different when you've started and quarterbacked the game here, when you've been the hero of the Red River Showdown. I mean, it it is different versus, you know, being in that position versus, hey, you're a part of a recruiting class and you've been sold. This is what you can come be a part of. Caleb Williams has been a part of it. He has received the adulation, the cheers, inside a Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Chris, it was a party as soon as his name got announced on the scoreboard that he was starting the game. I mean, I know. it's uh, – the kid is loved here, and he's felt that, and he knows that. Absolutely. So, I, I you know, obviously that helps. Absolutely. Um, Benny! Benny! What's going on, Benny? How are you? Good morning. Never felt better than had less than yourself. Um, I'm good. I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit grumpy today, but I'm good. You know, I got Monday night's my big night to get caught up on sleep, and I ended up sitting up way too late watching that (laughs) stupid football game and playing with my dogs. But, no, I'm good, Benny. I'm good. How about you? Well, uh, could be better, could be worse, but still amongst the living, I guess we could say we're upright and not horizontally, not looking up at roses. Well, there's a positive way to look at it. Indeed. Hey, first of all, i got two questions for you, but my comment is, I'm glad to see BV getting this head coaching job. I think he'll turn the program around. And I hope you may be wrong with Caleb, but I kind of had that feeling too. My two questions are, first one is, uh, Brent Venables and Jeff Levy or any other coaches that come along before the Alamo Bowl, can they coach in that game or are they not allowed to coach or can they be on the sideline? It's not a matter of not being allowed. Usually they just wait and let everyone kind of finish up their responsibilities. Now, I I mean, I got to be honest with you. I don't know who's left to coach on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, there's a lot of grad assistants who I hope will get an opportunity, but Benny, you bringing that up with Jamar Kane, Roy Manning, Alex Grinch, uh, mm-hmm. a, likely a Brian Odom, with with those guys, I just I didn't I didn't even think about that till you just mentioned it. Well, that's that. I was I wondered if they'd be able to coach, and then the, my that next question is, and which you kind of answered, which coaches have already left? I mean, besides the ones you named off, it's uh, 
someone out west out at Shattuck was telling me that one of the linebacker Grimes or whatever his name is might be going out that way too. Well, I haven't seen Reggie Grimes with his name in the transfer portal. In fact, right now, Benny, I haven't seen any defensive players that have put their name in the transfer portal. So, no, we'll I don't see. mean the player, the coach. Oh no, no, oh, yeah, Jamar Kane. I'm sorry, yeah, Jamar yeah, Kane. yeah, he's yeah. going. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll be darn boy. That that just you're right. If if Odom goes, then if Williams goes, they have to find a quarter quarterback in the portal then because there's nobody there. And I hope he stays at least playing the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, me too. But Damn, we'll see. It would be, be sad to have to play a walk-on, but I guess that's what you'd have to do then. If, uh, well, if Caleb... we're going to tear him up with that walk-on if need be. <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau is opting out, so no stress. <laughs> Thanks for the phone yeah. call, Benny. See you, Benny. Hey, appreciate it. Thank- um, I haven't heard from Benny on this show in a while. By the way, I wanted to prepare y'all um, – that Benny and I are going to have some in-depth conversations during softball season about scoring decisions. Yes, that, that will happen. Have we taken our bottom of the hour break We yet? need to. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, get a little mini edition of the news next. Right here on the home of Sooner fans, the home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, catch my breath. Just had to read like eight spots during that commercial break. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in on a Tuesday morning, uh, welcome. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Really didn't miss too much. The Well, you missed a lot if you missed the show, fun calls, text. But, I mean, news-wise, you didn't miss too much. We're just kind of waiting to see any announcement on assistant coaches, right? I mean, that's kind of where we Feels are right like now. Feels like it, yeah. And, and Caleb Williams to say something, I think, right? And hopefully we're on commitment flip watch i'm hoping you know the kid out of kansas will wind up flipping from clemson to oklahoma there's one i i was as soon as we sign off the show that's what i'm writing on today kansas state uh insider ryan wallace uh, he's the 247 sports reporter up there for kansas state so obviously he's connected to the kansas kids and recruits up there he's crystal balled uh is it canic believe J- so yeah jaron canic or you know, whatever. He, the four-star kid out of Hayes, Kansas, he's predicting crystal balling the flip to Oklahoma. So, now that's no guarantee, but, man, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, after some of these decommitments that Oklahoma's suffered their way through? I would say so. Dude, what a – Think Isaiah Simmons type. Yeah, which would be a really, really good fit in a Brent Venables defense. Hashtag just saying. And by the way, let's remember, Isaiah Simmons was a guy It took a couple years for him to get on the field. So Hashtag, let's play defense. What? what okay, I saw this last night. Do you want to do the news here? Are you good with the – I didn't know if you had anything that you were prepared for. I apologize. I well, uh, we, I can share these Lincoln Riley cuts yeah. with you from the Rich Eisen okay. show. But, but before we do that, because I want to play both of them. Is it okay if on this show we don't do the mule shoe thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Lincoln. I, I know that that makes people mad at me, and I'm still adjusting to say, not saying. I fully oh, embrace the text coach. line or whoever going that route, but for yeah, me, you, I'm, you got, I'm going to refer to him as Lincoln Riley. Listen, I've said this a lot, and I know it's hard to digest. Those are those are really good people. I mean, they were. You can think what you want about Lincoln, but you know, Annie was awesome, and she was awesome to me. Clark was awesome to me. Benny was awesome to me. And us, us, if it's good to me, it's good to you. Um, But I want to play that in a second. 
Do you make Josh Helmer? Do you make much of the fact that most of the defensive staff is going while all but one guy of the offensive staff looks like they're staying? Someone was was championing <clears throat> championing. Thank you. That last night. I didn't really make too much of it. Well, I mean, just the obvious of it. Brent Venables wants to bring in his own defensive guys. The the guy has coached defense throughout his career. I'm going to trust that Brent Venables has a good vision for defensively what he wants Oklahoma's future to look like, and that's okay by me. Yeah. In the here and now, the Gabriel Brownlow Dindies of the world, the Kobe McKenzies, the Derek Moores, yeah, you're missing out on those. Uh, we'll see if the Canuck kid from Hayes – does flip to Oklahoma, There's that's no guarantee there either. So the here and now, it doesn't look great, but I trust that when Venables has this staff in place and the vision that he has for it, Oklahoma's about to start getting some big-time defensive recruits. Ag- Agreed. Agreed. So, I don't there, – There's a. can I give you two names to keep an eye on? Yes, Pop- you may. Um, wait, hold on a second. Let me make sure – I want to. I don't want to know if I can give credit here or if this is secretive because I don't want it to be me throwing something out there or if it's secretive stuff. <laughs> is it as Bert uh, Bert Kreischer says? Secret time. Secret time. Here's one name that I would keep an eye on, and this is Kanak. By the way, Kanak. Good job. This is just me, maybe wanting. Ryan Walters is currently the defensive coordinator at Illinois. Now, okay, thank you. I'll, I'll, secret time then, secret time. I'll give you a name, but secret time from the source. Okay, this is hush, hush, this secret. Is, don't, don't you guys tell anyone I'm telling you these two names. Ryan Walters is a name to keep an eye on. Now, Ryan Walters is currently the defensive coordinator at Illinois, which he did a great job this year. But Ryan Walters also spent some time yeah, as a GA. But it was the year after Brent left. So I don't know the tie from that perspective. But he's, if if there's a Brent Venables tie. But when you think about young, good recruiters, guys who are familiar with this region and area, and a dude that's had some success in the SEC and the Big Ten, I think of Ryan Walters. Spent time at Arizona, at Oklahoma, North Texas, Memphis, Missouri, and Illinois. He's a name to keep an eye on. Interesting. Okay. All right. Here's another name to keep an eye on. Who else you got? Aaron Fletcher. Now, I got to admit, I don't know much about Aaron Fletcher, but he is, he's got one heck of a resume, too. Seems like a natural fit with the news of Fletcher's corny dogs this year. Uh, absolutely. Match made in heaven. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron Fletcher is a guy that is at Missouri right now, had spent some time at the University of Tulsa, has a heck of a resume. So, again, I know that you, we automatically got familiar with some of the dudes in the place, and they're going to do a great job, right, wherever they go. But there's some young, exciting talent as far as coaches are concerned across the country. Let's be real. The fans don't – it's not the coaches leaving that the fans are worried about. It's the recruiting angle to it. They don't care who the assistant coaches are. So long as 
recruits stay in place or you get good recruits. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where the panic's at. Yes. All right. Um, you we, should care. I mean, it's important. You want to slip in the two Lincoln Rally cuts here real quick? Because Steelman's going to be – Let's hit a tee up. Okay, we're going to break. Steelman's going to be all over those next. He was so excited when he found him. He's like, I got these cuts. You can play them if you want. I know, I know he is all over it, which we'll get to next. It is 1148. We'll continue to sprinkle in some assistants out there that maybe catch our ear or eye, some players that maybe catch our ear in the transfer portal or on the recruiting side of things. I'm starting to wonder who's going to play, uh, who's going to call the defense at the bowl game now more than anything else. All right, quick break. Plank show. How about Bob Stoops? Bob Stoops, call that D. Just dial up zero blitz every time. It's the Plank Show. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the ref. You know what I did want to mention this Go ahead. How about the Oklahoma students getting free attendance to men's basketball the rest of the year? What? Yeah, did you not see that? That Porter Moser video that he put out? I Okay, like. I have a problem with Porter Moser videos, and I'm just going to be very honest about this. Because when I see one and I play it, I immediately want to go run through a brick wall. So Yeah, I, they, I, it, yeah it is dangerous. I, and, it, and I saw it late last night. I was like, ooh, I'll watch that in the morning when I need my morning motivation. But I did not. So he's, he's taking care of students to get in for free the rest of the year? He had to hit a half-court shot, and he drained it. Really? Now, how many? How many practices? <laughs> right, how many cuts we had before the half court shot? I I can't. Did I ever tell you the uh, the Porter Moser story that he told us whenever we did the coaches in cars getting coffee? I don't. I, maybe I, I don't. I don't remember uh, though. See, I don't want to be that guy. Like I had an uncle. What am I talking about? I have a father in law that will tell you the same story. And he's like, hey. I tell you about the time. Yes, it works in radio, though. Yes, yeah. You can almost turn it into a bit. He told us that he was at the. He used to be when he was in college. He was a camp, like advisor, helper, whatever term it would be for like the college kids would go to like the Michael Jordan camp. And after your day was done, being a camp person, they had games that you would play against Michael Jordan, and. He said one time there was a guy that was this beast of a man that Jordan oh sorry that Jordan had brought just this absolute monster that knew, was really good friends with Michael and he was just they said you got him I think I think the nickname for him I think they called him College or they called him uh, Creighton or something and you got him and so he goes out and he's trying to match up against this dude and doing as good of a job as you can but then he realized this dude is just too much of a beast. I was like, do you know? And he asked me, do you know who that guy was? And I started thinking, I'm like, Sam Perkins. He's like, nope. I'm like, gosh, I don't know. And I just, I'm like, Buzz Peterson. I don't know who is the beast. Who are you having to match up against when you're playing basketball with Michael Jordan, Porter Moser? Do you know who that guy was? Who? It was Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> nice. So he's having to match up against LT. I was trying to think of the line too that the guy used at Caddyshack. You know who that guy was? Mitch, I can't I don't think I can say his last name. Got got in trouble for night putting. Putting at night. I mean, who would have thought? With the daughter of the dean. But no, yeah, can you imagine that? It's like, hey, get the you're gonna cover this dude. You're like, what? Porter Moser, though, dude, whenever he has those videos out, I can't watch him when it's close to bedtime because I'm like riled up, I'm ready, I'm 
I'm going to go run through a wall. Friedman, so, which leads us right into the final point of the day. Tonight, big-time doubleheader. Oklahoma women's basketball against Max Crosby's alma mater, Eastern Michigan. 5 o'clock tip. Inside the LNC, Brian Brinkley will be on the call on the Sooner Radio Network. And then, Toby and Seatbelt. I saw Kevin Henry yesterday. Kevin Henry wants to do my job. He still hasn't realized that we've expanded from two to three hours, but that's okay, Kevin. Um, he's like, I can do a two-hour show like you do. I'm like, of course you could, but I do a three-hour show now. I don't think that registered to him. But Kevin and Toby will be on the call tonight as Oklahoma battles Butler. Big game. Let's go. Any Gordon Haywood sightings? Any Rodney Clark sightings? We'll be on the lookout for him tonight. In the meantime, everyone have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'm off to OU. Got some TV responsibilities today. Steelman and Thune at noon. Coming up next for Josh on Plank. Show never stops on Twitter. At Josh on Ref. At Plank Show. We're at Sooner Bowl tomorrow with the Plank Show.